The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now we're told undercover Gardaí may be checking pubs for drug use. Uh, there may be increased Garda operations in nightclubs and pubs to crack down on people using and dealing drugs. So, over the weekend, Henry McKean met publicans, revellers, musicians and consultant psychiatrist Professor Colin O'Gara. Henry was asking how commonplace are drugs in pubs? I could go and buy drugs just across the road there from where you are now. So you could it's, buy drugs here uh, right, right in there, the centre right of there. It's absolutely disgraceful. It's disgraceful. And when you finish a gig here, you're afraid to go to your car to go home. So that, you're a musician? I'm a musician here. And you can't go, you can't get to your car going home. You have to watch out when you go. I could walk up to someone right now and buy drugs if I want. And you know who they are? Yeah, right beside me. I could, I could get you wherever you want in one minute. They all want to get out of it. They want to keep it lit and get active. If you don't drink, then you know what else to do. Why do you think people mix drink and drugs? Because it helps them stay sober. Have a good time, get on the buzz. Best personality comes out like. You think if, if you mix the cocaine with drink? Best. Yeah, you get a, a really good you buzz. You can drink for days. <laughs> yeah, that too. So it keeps you going? It keeps you going, it does, yeah, absolutely. It's a very common experience, isn't it? Going to most pubs and see it. So you see it in most pubs, drugs taken, and they're taken secretly in the toilets or openly or a bit of both? A bit of both really, isn't it? But you can get everywhere now, can't you? If, if you walk on here at night times, people just come up to you, don't they? And they offer you drugs? Yeah. Any type of drugs you could buy here? Cocaine, weed? 100%. I think so and in the last cocaine. few years, for sure. Like, it's especially cocaine, yeah. Colin O'Gara, um, consultant psychiatrist, head of addiction service at St. John O'Gara Hospital and clinical professor of uh, psychiatry at UCD. The reasons that two men might be taking cocaine in a cubicle are, you know, complex and there's, there's many different... It may be simply hedonistic and it may be that, that those two gentlemen, um, you know, are not going to have a problem. But in a lot of cases, people are taking drugs where they prefer not to be taking drugs and they prefer to be doing something more adaptive with their time and money, frankly. So our job really as health professionals and I think as the policymakers hopefully will follow is to look at more adaptive public you know, health strategies and political strategies to deal with this problem. Criminalizing young people, which will have an effect on their prospects in the future, in my view, makes no sense. Uh, of course, the distribution of drugs should be criminalized. There's no question in my mind about that. But in terms of the people at the end, you know, blaming them for what they're doing is really not helpful in my view. I think we need to support people who are in that situation and look at what other countries have done in terms of diversion towards, you know, dissuasion committees and uh, getting people into treatment and showing people better ways of, of how to deal with trauma and pain and hurt. That's the way to go. You're going to get, usually younger people, experimenting with stuff. And they come in and they're having the coke or they're having their marijuana or they're having whatever. And you, you kind of go, they're not the ones that are in trouble. They're just out having fun, doing something for a night. And I've never had a problem with anyone coming into the pub on, on drugs of some sort. If they get problematic, the bouncers kick them out. Normally we just go, ah, the boys are having the crack. Let's, let's have the crack and have a good night. But no, I, I've never seen it as an issue. I, I've, I've tried it myself, I'm 51, tried it myself. I've always been more fond of Guinness and whiskey and music. But some people, they're, they're doing their thing and I'm going, as long as it doesn't become an addiction, a problem, I, I don't see a major issue. 
We've got huge availability of drugs. You know, large swathes of our young people are taking drugs. And from a health perspective, people take drugs because they're traumatized, they're in pain. Um, they've looked at other ways of dealing with uh, difficult issues in life and they've come upon drugs and found them to be useful. So in terms of addressing the issues and directing and diverting people away from using drugs to more adaptive strategies, it's all about two things. One, service provision and coming very closely second is education and training. We've seen that other countries have done this, they've done it successfully in terms of directing people to correct um, uh, treatment and education and you know instead of punitively you know you know punishing people and taking a, an approach like that or blaming people for supporting criminality I really just don't get that argument I mean I do understand um, the aspect of, of, of all the harm and a lot of our patients you know this is one of the difficulties that people end up in. They end up, you know, rubbing shoulders with, with, with criminality because of their drug use. But the way out of it, in my view, is to divert away from that and divert to more adaptive uh, strategies. I think it's a bit intrusive of guards to be um, coming into toilets. Like, it's private for people. Like, yes, cocaine more than anything else because it kind of goes in hand in hand with alcohol because obviously there's people on the streets that would be taking it and stuff like that and guards wouldn't usually approach people on streets so the fact that they're considering actually going into a private space for someone to like do their business or whatever is a bit insane to be honest. Pub owners it would be like a bit of a struggle to like make sure that that stuff isn't happening illegally in their pub because it could get them in trouble. I'd say maybe bringing the guards in is like a bit extreme in my opinion because like it would like break the, at the atmosphere of like a very like friendly like homely kind of like place like a pub. Henry would you like a pint of Guinness? I'd love one. Thank you. How are you doing? Andrew Kyo here from Peter's Pub, Johnson Place, Dublin 2. What's your view? We're actually here beside the toilets in your pub. How commonplace is I suppose drug taking in, in toilets generally? I think in traditional pubs I don't think it's as big an issue as it is in late night venues. Still, it's, it's not pleasant and dealing with people who've uh, substance abuse definitely isn't pleasant. It is creeping in and uh, I think as a society we've been very tolerant uh, in recent years towards drug taking and uh, it definitely isn't good and it's very difficult to deal with people that have substance abuse problems. And the guards, um, would you feel comfortable the guards coming in and looking around? I've no problem with the guards coming into our premises. I think it's good if they want to come in and look, they're welcome to come in any time they like. They've always been welcome here and I think we've nothing to hide and I think it's good going forward if they're visible and trying to track it down and stamp it out. And if you did suspect, for example, if myself and someone else went into the loo, into the same cubicle, would you throw me out? Uh, we wouldn't be too tolerant, Henry. <laughs> I'll be out the door. Yeah. And this is the thing, I mean, you're trying to run a respectable pub, a clean, comfortable pub with a lovely, lovely pint of Guinness, and you, you just don't need that. And if it's busy, it, it's hard, isn't it? It is very difficult, but drugs and alcohol don't mix. Everybody knows that. Drugs and alcohol uh, don't mix. So one of the issues with uh, cocaine nowadays is the very strong link between cocaine and alcohol. 
So we would see individuals who drink to a certain level, maybe seven or eight pints, and the only way that people can continue to drink in that situation is to take cocaine. So cocaine offers, it's like a reset in terms of drinking. So this is what young people are telling us in terms of using the drug. So the other issue is that when cocaine and alcohol combine in the body, they combine to form a third pharmacologically active compound called cocaethylene, which is it in itself is addictive and also toxic to many organs in the body. But there's been a long, long link between, if you go all the way back, if you go back centuries, there was co uh, cocaine and um, alcohol were mixed in drinks. And it was very common drink in the past. So that's, be, that's playing out currently in pubs in that, uh, you know, alcohol has this ongoing link with cocaine and they're taken together and cocaine leads to increased drinking. And the other thing is people who drink a lot, when they suffer the ill effects of alcohol, such as hangover, they'll t t take cocaine to keep going. So it's, there's many, many links between the two. Well, the doormen are fairly good at narrowing it down, uh, you know, cutting it out, but there is a lot of tourists that come here and get drugs openly and take it, take it wherever, in toilets out in the street. You know, using keys, coins, or whatever, like to take drugs. You know, so they use the keys or the coins to yeah to sort cocaine. A lot of cocaine use around here. And lots of cocaine, yeah. and the doormen do their best. Yeah, the doormen do try hard now to stamp it out, but it's endemic, like in the city centre, all around the city. And how do you feel about undercover guardy going into pubs? I'd say it'd be a good thing, you know, because you know the drug culture's got that strong now. It needs to be curtailed a bit. Behind your back there before you came, they were all standing there. I've seen them getting messages on the phone and gone. And there's one guy up and down checking to make sure they're getting a few bob off them and he's taking the money, he's collecting the money. So they're all mules. They're all, oh, you're just there Talking about those you. lads in the yeah. tracksuits. Drug mules, yeah, she's blatant. And they're young, those lads were oh, teenagers. They're only kids, yeah, young fellas. Why is there so much drugs in our pubs? Why have they crept in? Because they're great. That guy says drugs are great, he likes drugs, and what's your view? My view is, I don't. I, I, I've met lots of people who love their Guinness, love their whiskey. Some people don't drink at all. Some people go, I like a little line of coke. I like a little smoke. I'm going, if, you, if it's floating your boat, that's okay with me. As long as you don't cause a major problem, if you become a problem, stop it. Simple. I'm, I'm not going to name the pub that you're involved with. Yeah. If they come into your pub, if the drugs come into your pub, your attitude is if it's, you know, respects. No, if they come into our pub, we tell them to off. <laughs> drugs are everywhere. You can't name a specific pub. It's all over. Yeah. All over the world. Not just here in Dublin. Also in Reykjavik, in Iceland. So people choose to do drugs, and the war against drugs is useless. You can't win the war against drugs. So it's useless for the police to just take one pub and try to win the war against drugs. It's useless. So can I ask you, is that tobacco or is it something else? What does it smell like to you? Well, I don't know what marijuana smells like, but it smells well, it's like marijuana. Tobacco. It's, it's tobacco. It's tobacco. It smells, it smells like that. <laughs> yeah. 
The Innocent Abroad, that is Henry McKean reporting there on drug taking in pubs. We reached out to the Gardaí, they sent us this statement. As referenced by the Minister for Justice, the potential to carry out spot checks is an operational option that has been used by Ngarda Shiakon in the past and can be considered at any time. Any such checks can be carried out on an information uh, stroke intelligence-led basis. In the first instance, each licensee is required by the terms of their licence to ensure that business is carried out on their premises in an orderly and lawful manner. Angarda Shiakona locally and nationally maintain good working relationships with licensees and their representative bodies. All of which is a bit meaningless, to be quite honest. Anyway, that's what they... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9am on News Talk.